Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. This is the show about the show, the show within the show. It's the podcast about the radio show. And it's found on all the places that you get your normal podcasts, including the DA Show's feed and its own podcast feed. Today is Wednesday, and we had a bit of a scandal today, a bit of a saga as Boyle overslept. We did not hear from him. We did not know where he was. He ends up coming in an hour late. He insists it was because his phone died overnight. It left the charging station for some way. Somehow, he doesn't know how. Showed up late. What's your big takeaway, Bogues, from the day that was? Uh, I mean, I, I guess this is, we've now seen the downside, the danger of Boyle for every other way, every other day, every other example has been the positives of Boyle, the yelling, the stories, the self-confidence. He's younger than us. He's single. None of us are single or cool. Boyle is both of those things. He brings a lot to the table, but he also lives hard, which is again a draw, but here is here is the possible side effects of working nonstop, partying nonstop, sometimes working in the morning, then working at night, working weekends. He drove himself into the ground and maybe in some, you know, overly fatigued state, knocked his phone off the charger and then doesn't show up for work. Now, big picture, I think he's going to be okay, but this has got to be a lesson learned that it happened, but it can only happen once because the forgiveness that I think seems to be the overwhelming feeling on Wednesday wouldn't be there if this happens again. And other guys wouldn't get much of a leash. You know, so yeah. Boyle has built up a lot of equity, so that's a good thing. But the timing is terrible because he's in the middle of this this search for us to hire a full-time producer. And it's kind of dragging along at a stale's pace, so we still don't have much clarity on that. We have a couple of finalists. He is one of those finalists. But we just don't know how this will affect his candidacy because while you and I like Boyle and I think we're prone for forgiveness, not sure the boss would feel the same way if he's got to make a decision on the full-time producer position. Yeah. And Pete the Body has a say in this, and this is a huge no-no for Pete. You have to show up, right? I mean, I think you said this. It is a compliment to Sean, I guess, for all of his foibles. He was always here. Always here. Um 
maybe that's the one thing you could count on. He'd physically be here. Might have done no work to prep (laughs) for being here, but he was always here. I mean, I guess if you want to spin it, you could say Boyle got his oopsie out of the way now, Mm. and we just kind of safely assume he will build off of it, and there'll be no repeat, no laugh-up, friction-down recurrence or anything like that. But you're right. The ultimate hurdle here is is Bilotti, and I've been around him the longest of everyone on the show, and I still don't feel comfortable predicting his real reaction. Like, he's going to be all gruff and annoyed and angry today because he's boss man, but, like, he also could shift into this weird, like, mentor role where now he, like, gives Pat this, like, pep talk, like, okay, it happened... Now you got to get an alarm clock. Now you have to ask James Boccione to also call you in the morning like he calls me in the morning to make sure I'm awake. So I just, I don't know how long and how strongly Pete will hold this against him. It's really about navigating these first like 36, 48 hours. If you can survive that with Pete, then he probably is going to be okay, I think. For you and I, for me, I was... At first, surprise. I came in here. I didn't see Boyle. I assumed he was cutting tape somewhere. He was in the bathroom or something, what have you. And then I just saw Billy, and I said, um, Billy, are we good in the cold open or something? Because Billy was right on the board today. Pete's out for the next couple of weeks on paternity. He said, what's the cold open again? And I said, the Chiefs injuries or, or Kelsey's injury. Okay, I got, got it. I walk into the, the studio, and again, Pat's nowhere to be found. Nobody turned on the screen behind me. Nobody has the big head behind me. Nobody gave me a packet of papers. And I thought thought like well this is kind of weird and so I sat down to the open is playing and I said Billy have you seen Pat and he goes nope and I go yeah that's a problem and so to open up the show I'm like okay let's navigate this I was annoyed yeah I don't think that I was angry but I was annoyed as the day goes on and Pat shows up and this this mystery unfolds and we get some answers it's hard to stay angry at Pete at Pat because Pat's genuinely annoyed that he did this. He was not trying to slough off work. Right. He just, this was a mistake. He's trying to do too much. He has a tendency to try to squeeze too much into his life. But, hey, you know, you'd rather have it that way, I think, than just be lazy and not care. The issue is, I don't know how the boss feels about, like, we need dependability. And Pete will not get over this. He will not because Pete might like Pat and Pete might not have the final say here. So it might not matter, but Pete, his priority is dependability. If he's got to depend on the guy next to you, that's him. He does not want to be left without the guy there. He doesn't want to be left doing sound check. He doesn't want to be left doing anything that was the producer's job. And when you don't show up, it's going to freak out Pete. So he is the guy that thanked Sean on behalf of the network for his <laughs> service right. as Sean was leaving. So yes, his his as main board of the aircraft carrier right. carried him away. His main priority is is the integrity of the network. I do get that, but I can also see a scenario where he where Boyle gets like backdoor forgiveness, a backdoor cover because Bilotti actually likes having this to hold over oh, Pat. Interesting. Right? So now 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 A power Pete, card. He's got this little thing in his back pocket that he can needle, he can drop, he can just it can be a little throwaway line or it can be something that almost like, you know, it's a gatekeeper to let Pete be boss over Boyle. Like 
to just every once in a while do like a little heat check to remind him, hey, I'm always here. That one time you weren't here. So you're, Pete will, you're right that Pete will never forget this, but that doesn't mean that he can't forgive Pat and twist it into his own little positive thing. He can, but I, this is going to, this will hang over Pat's candidacy for Pete. I mean, it has, and it Pete has to. just doesn't want unpredictability. He does not want, he doesn't want a wild card who could curse on the air or who might not show up in the morning. That's the last thing Pete wants. So I, I will say this, and um, if Pete thinks I'm betraying his confidence, I, I apologize, but he, he has mentioned to me more than once that he does get spooked sometimes by Boyle's, Boyle has a different line of things that you can say and not say right. on the air. Like there are times where, I, I don't remember if you were here or not, where he was like, where Boyle had a line in a Canadian bacon that he asked Pete if he could use. And there was no world in which he could use it. So Pete was even bothered by the idea <laughs> that Boyle thought, thought it was questionable. So, okay, this I, I hadn't thought about that until now. So this is a second little red flag on the Boyle resume. So it he'll have to answer for it. He'll have to address it. But then we get in a place where how much power does Pete actually have? Like maybe he can't forgive Boyle. Maybe he thinks it's a disqualifying mark, but if he doesn't have the power to actually DQ Boyle, then that doesn't that doesn't matter. I don't think he can DQ Boyle, but I think in the final say, if it's by an inch, I think this he could get Pete, he could get Pat to drop an inch. Have we decided if you have more say in this than Pete? We I mean, don't know. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's an important <laughs> thing to get ironed out here <laughs> is that this is not Pete's decision. What I do think, though, is going to help Pat is Pete wasn't here. Yes. He didn't feel the direct brunt of it. Correct. Had Pete been here and been a victim to scramble on soundcheck, to mishmash different segments around the first hour to make it through. That hour would have been the longest hour of Pete's life. If we didn't know where Pat was and Pat wasn't responding, it would have freaking... Oh, yeah. I mean, Pete would have been would have been rooting for, like, Boyle and, the, and his car in a ditch somewhere. Like, it would have been no holds barred for that first hour or so. You're going to have Pat here on side B. What you have to ask him is, how did he wake up? Without the without just, an alarm, did he right. wake himself up at six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, that's that's a bit of a vague area in this in this alibi. Yeah, because he went to sleep exhausted post eleven o'clock. It wasn't like you know I have at times been so beat up that I've fallen asleep at like seven thirty, not expecting to fall asleep, and woken up at like mid. Or my wife always is there, like the safety blanket. So it's not like he passed out and then slept for 13 hours. Right. Like he went to bed late, still exhausted. You'd think he wouldn't have moved until exactly. like 8 a.m. Yes. But something at 6-ish just woke him up. That was That is one of my first questions for sure. Because you did text him. And got but, nothing. But he wouldn't have gotten that text anyway because supposedly the phone was dead. Right. And my guess is he the text that he initially sent to us was in the car with the phone charging in the car. That's we're gonna have to get the details on that. All right, I'm on it, Detective. Whatever, not Milkshake. Whoever is taking over for that role, no, that's me. Now you're Detective Crunchwrap. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Corporal Crunchwrap, I'll take it. <laughs> Side B with the boil. More answers. Let's hope next.
All right, thanks, DA. Here we are inside B, Bogish and the man of the hour for all the wrong reasons. Pap Boyle, Tim Doyle, call him what you want, Patty B. Uh, the floor is yours here. Before I've got questions to ask, but if you want to just retell your side of the story, defend yourself, cut me off before you th- what you think I'm getting to, I'll step back away. It's, it's all yours. All right, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I'm an asswipe. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me on side B. Yeah, so the, the I was talking to DA after the show. I think my my fatal character flaw... What is it? The you know Hamertia, right? That was the Achilles heel of Oedipus. Sure. Is that? I think that's a whatever blanket term like your Achilles heel. Is that? I just I, I think I can do like all these things and and jam fifteen things where there should only be five. I'm just like yeah, screw it, you know whatever. I'll three hours sleep, sure I'll do it. I was telling DA when I was senior in high school, like the best example as to why I was late and as to why that this happened i decided to take six ap college classes my senior high school and i was like yeah screw it i got work workloads not a problem i'll stay up till three in the morning whenever i need to sure and you need a they scale it graded on a one to five you need a four or four or five to get college credit Mm -hmm. so by the end of the year my brain was just totally melted and i got a three or less on four Oh. Out of the six, so, so I ended up only work. getting I only ended up getting college credit for two of those classes, and that was so going to the U.S. Open right after the show the last two weeks every single day, sending the topic sheet. I also have a the outside job that I do working for my brother-in-law's home remodeling company. I've been right. doing that stuff during the day as well for like two three hours a day, and then also and then driving back trying to get a couple hours of sleep and coming here. And I think it all finally compounded in not having the wherewithal to have a backup alarm that should have been done a while ago but also just to make sure i had all bases covered i'm like all right make sure that there's no possible way that i could get jammed up screw up anyway any 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 form of that and it resulted in last night i i actually left early so i made right. the most conscious smart decision that i have in the last two weeks of all these proceedings going to the u.s open i left early i wanted to watch that tiafo shelton match all american men quarterfinals at you know arthur ash stadium at night like i was so jacked up for that i was like damn there's like there's no way i can stay for this it's not gonna end the night before i was at the zverev center match which was four hours and 45 minutes long i stayed the entire time it ended at 135 140 in the morning yep and I slept here the last two days at the station on the couch in one of the back offices. And I was like, can I really afford to do that again? So I made the conscious decision, the smart decision to leave early. Plus, we had a fantasy football draft at 10 p.m. So I got home at like 9.30, showered, picked out the outfit for tomorrow, did the draft. Draft ended like 11.05, 11.10, whatever. Set my alarms, plugged my phone in, laid in bed, thought about you know, some adult, some adult film watching. Maybe I was like, maybe that'll help me get to sleep quicker. Right. I don't know if you've ever tried that. I, of course I have. It yeah, works. That's a good pre-nap trick. Exactly. Yeah. Knocks you right out. And I just remember, I was like, nah, I can't do it. So I just remember the last thing, I literally, I was like, plug my phone in, put it on the nightstand next to me. And the next thing I know, I wake, I snap awake and it was brighter than it should have been. 
And I was like, oh, no. I was like, please, please let it be like 540. Maybe I can get there like 605. Like, you know, I'll tell them, yeah, sorry, I slept late, whatever. And I get up. My phone's on the floor, face down next to my bed. And I go, what the hell happened? I walk out to, I don't have like a digital clock in my room. So I walked out to the kitchen where there's the, the coffee pot time. And it says 6.15. I go, you got to be Ugh. kidding me. And like that, that, that feeling, you know, if you're ever late to something or any other feeling where like your worst fears come true, like that pit in your stomach just like turned itself and I just like darkness. And I was like, oh my God, that feeling is so horrible. That, like you just want to punch yourself in the face and, you know, start cursing myself off. So then I'm like, all right, get to the goddamn station, text you guys, phone died, woke up, phone died on my way. Got my stuff together. And I think last night what happened is one of my friends, one of my group chats, you know, of course they pick a night to where they want to send 87 messages at, at midnight. Mm -hmm. And I think finally all the buzzing like stirred me. And I think I half awake must have unplugged my phone to look at the messages and then just put my phone next to me on the bed. And while I was sleeping, probably rolled over, knocked the bed, knocked the phone off the bed. And all the messages coming through is what killed my phone because I had like 10% when I plugged it in. Right. So that was that was that. I wish I had a, a better, more interesting yeah. story like you guys were conjuring up on the show. Maybe I had a you know bender with one of the D Czech Republic doubles teams <laughs> yeah. or that I had a lady. But no, that's that's what happened. And we'll get to that, the kind of more salacious angle in a second. But you've already touched on, I think, what's the what's the the lingering question. It was already in my head. And then D.A. mentioned it inside a that I have to ask you here. Because of what the previous like two and a half days for you were like, little sleep, not going home, not showering, basically being here more than anywhere else. Then you go home yesterday, you make the right choice to leave tennis early, you get home, you get showered, you're doing everything right, but then you're also staying up another hour to do the draft. So you're still exhausted as you nod off at 11 p.m., it seems like you would not have moved until well past 6.15. So the story is something at 6.15 made you open your eyes and right away you realized that you were not, that you were in trouble. That just something woke you up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. There's times where I've been worried, like, like more worried than normal. I'm always, I always have that anxiety that I'm like, oh, I, I can't, like, I, I, the last thing I want to be is late, like, wake up and it's 6.05, like, literally what happened this morning. Um, and there's times where I guess I didn't have to be up early, but, like, my internal clock, like, the internal fear kind of just woke me up. And, like, right. you, sn you, know, you snap awake and you're like, do I have to be somewhere or is something going on? Yeah. I guess it was that because there's no other, or maybe it was just the last couple of days of waking up that early. Maybe my internal yeah, clock. all last week, too, that maybe you just knew. Yeah. There was, there, there was nothing else. There was no noises. My roommates were both dead asleep. The dog wasn't barking. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. Luckily, it happened, though, because if I would have woke up at, like, 8.30, oh, that would have been horrible. It would have been a much different tune from you guys. Yeah, I mean, and I was wondering, too, as we didn't know where you were. And I got to say this real quick, because I, I didn't have time with DA. I don't know if criticize is the right word, but... I was in the building from like 525 on and between like getting coffee and going to the bathroom, I passed Billy more than once. And one time he stopped me to ask a question about something Bilotti related, like the joke of Pete retiring. Where did that come from? But 
I went and sat in my booth and I didn't know that you weren't here until DA said it on the air. And he didn't know that you weren't here until he sat down to go on the air and didn't see when finally said to Billy, where's Boyle? So it, it would not have, maybe it would have, you would have been woken up by one of us calling, oh, your phone was dead. But like, Billy kept this a secret for everybody until we were on the air. He didn't tell me, hey, is, is it Pat today? Did something change? Or like, he didn't tell anybody that you were not here. So maybe that's something to address later in the week. But, you know, getting back to you, I think what I would say also in your defense, in me and DA hoping that the reason why you overslept or were late was a little more uh, adventurous, a little more gossipy. I feel like you would have told us, like, let's just say in our wildest dreams, you're leaving Arthur Ashe Stadium and somebody catches your eye, you catch her eye, whatever, and th- like, and things happen. I feel like you would have come in and told that story. I don't know. that. Would you have hidden that? Like, would you have tried to... Like, if that's what actually happened, yeah. would I have lied would, and said... Would you have told the whole story? Would you have gone to the, oh, I went home early last night and overslept and whoops, my bad. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Because I think, I don't know what I would have been able to do, but I think owning the story, if it was super crazy, would be the bigger play because the story would kind of supersede the lateness, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not a good liar. And maybe I just didn't even like think that I could, that I could pull something like that off. Um, That definitely would have been a better story. And I feel like, yeah, but I don't know because the first thing in my mind was like, if if that would have happened, you, I, I you know, I I would never want you guys to think that I have so little regard for the show that I would do something like that, risk being late. Yeah, because but I mean, now, like, thing, things happen, and there are thing like things that maybe you can't turn down, so to speak, and then you f- fall asleep and your phone, your alarm is not on. I don't, I don't know if that, I, if I feel like knowing us. If that was the story, that would have taken our focus off of you being late. Yeah. Well, I can. I'll tell you this much: if there ever is a an adventurous situation like that from now on, I maybe I'll send out an alert to you guys, like at 10 p.m. the so night before. Check on you. I'd be like, hey, got a little action, got a little situation going here. Yeah, we we'll need a code word. You just text the group like bananas, and yeah. we'll know to make sure that you're awake <laughs> at 4:30. So. I, I think DA and I are prone to forgiveness, right? So I don't think you need to plead your case to us. But then there's Bilotti, and then there's the power brokers even above him involved in the new Sean search. So what have you thought about your plan for addressing this with, with management, so to speak? Yeah, I think let me just start by saying I think the most um, – the thing that hurt the most – I and mean, the thing that made me most embarrassed was when I heard DA was right when I got out of the car and he goes, for all his foibles, never had to worry about Mraz not showing up. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that that one cuts deep. That one really made made me feel like a piece of garbage. Uh-huh. Um, so now, like, I guess going forward, I don't want you guys to have that, even if it's only 1% of your brain, like have to have that anxiety about like, oh, Hope Boyle's going to show up. We never know with him. Like, I never want to have that. And if this is the one-off thing, then obviously that won't matter. But, yeah, I don't – I guess the only thing I can lean on is 
my past track record of work ethic and being here and right. taking all these double shifts and all uh, you know all the things I've I've done to even put myself in a position to be a finalist for this job and just say hey I overstacked myself that's a lesson that I need to learn and that's something that I was actually you know talking with DA about after the show instead of trying to do 15 things that I only have room for five and he's DA said he goes Whatever you can do in the day, you got to make sure you can do it at a nine or a ten level, rather than doing ten different things at a four or five. Right, it's gonna bite you. So I guess it's probably just stressing that, like, hey, I know I screwed up. I don't, I don't take it. Like I beat myself up for it. Um, I think, I would think Pete knows that it, that that I don't that this happened today, and I'm not like, ah, oh, screw it. These guys, like, they forgave me already. I bought Taco Bell breakfast. It's all good. Who cares? Pete's gonna want his own breakfast when he, whenever he comes back that he morning. You owe him a retroactive breakfast. Yeah, because I, you know, I could just see him at home with the with the kids, with the with Timmy and the and the newborn, and he's probably just going, "I don't need this kind of stress. I'm supposed to be on paternity right. leave." He's, but you know, he, there is no stress. It's all taken care of. We didn't have to replace you. You showed up. You were alive. Everything got done. We survived the 90 minutes without you. There's literally no problem created by this for Pete. But yes, that was his morning. Like he's got spit up on him, getting Timmy to nursery school. Because if I'm not gonna deal with this, that's that's him. Because my shortcomings will if Pete was here, they would have fallen on him. Yes. Billy Jock put together the well, I didn't even get a chance to hear the cold open. Billy right. Jock put together the cold open and I'm assuming plug DA's instant replay machine on and get everything else that needed to be done right before the show. So if that would have fallen on Pete, that's what He's yes. worried about is do, do I have to do this stuff now in case this guy doesn't show up? So I guess it's just making sure that I build that trust back with Pete, whatever I lo- you know, whatever trust yeah. I lost. I, and I, I think in the end, um, everything will be fine because, you know, Sean defended his actual oopsie with this happens to everybody and it doesn't. But this does sleeping through an alarm, forgetting your alarm, being late to work. This does happen to everybody like this is everybody gets a gets a freebie on on this on this front this it's when it's a second or a third time that's when it could become a problem but i don't i don't think that would be a problem but again if it's going to be a problem make the reason better than just my phone fell off the charger like be out there playing mixed doubles be out there (laughs) in like some kind of rounders underground blackjack game with a guy in a cool russian accent (laughs) eating oreo cookies like that's what you got to make. So you got to deliver. If you're going to be late, deliver with things that we can live vicariously through. Got it. That's have my a, advice. Have a good story planned. Yeah, exactly. Don't. It can't just be <laughs> oh I overslept. It's got to be oh I overslept because Anna Kornikova asked me to hang out with her and Enrique Iglesias last night. All right. <laughs> all right. Noted. Okay. Uh, all right. That's Pat Boyle, who I'm sure has not heard the end. Uh, of the newest saga here on the DA show. Thank you as always for listening. Wherever you found this edition of uh, the PGP, please make sure that you review and like and all that good stuff so all our numbers get bumped up as well. We love all you guys and do the rest of the week. For now, though, the PGP is You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.